Dr. Jen Barna is a board-certified practicing radiologist and founder and CEO of DocWorking, a company that helps physicians achieve their best in life in medicine by providing expert coaching, courses, and other resources in the form of a subscription called DocWorking Thrive. Jen and the two lead coaches at DocWorking, Dr. Gabriella Dennery and Master Certified Coach Jill Farmer, started DocWorking, the Whole Physician Podcast, in February 2021, now ranked as a top physician podcast. I've had a few physician coaches on in the past, and she's come the closest to convincing me to actually get a coach myself. We discuss why she started to start a business that revolves around coaching physicians without actually being a coach herself, and how she got it started, her other business ventures, including Kels, that's Q-E-L-S-E dot shop, which is an e-commerce boutique that creates designer walker mobility bags, stroller bags, and caddies. We also discuss some of her most valuable takeaways from having been coached herself and why an outside coach should be an integral part of residency training. Dr. Barnes' subspecialty is breast imaging, and she practices in the Northeast U.S. and has been since 2006. She earned her medical degree and completed her diagnostic radiology residency at the University of Tennessee School of Medicine, and she earned a master's degree in molecular and cellular biology from WashU in St. Louis, and did her undergrad here on Long Island at Stony Brook University. Welcome to the Physician's Guide to Doctoring, a practical guide for practicing physicians. Dr. Bradley Block interviews experts in and out of medicine to find out everything we should have been learning while we were memorizing Krebs cycle. The ideas expressed on this podcast are those of the interviewer and interviewee and do not represent those of their respective employers. And now, here's Dr. Bradley Block. In healthcare, there are smart pieces of technology that businesses can't live without. Deputy has become one of those essential platforms for more than a quarter of a million workplaces. It's helping medical practices schedule their staff more efficiently to meet peaks in patient demand. And it makes it easy to adjust schedules when the unexpected happens, like staff calling out sick. You can use Deputy on any device on the go. Within a few minutes of picking it up, you'll see why it has hundreds of glowing reviews from managers and staff alike. To find out more and try Deputy for free, go to drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy. Dr. Jen Barta, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Brad, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Let's get right into the doc working origin story. And your business, I find really interesting because there are a lot of physician coaches out there, right? They have an interest in it. Maybe they had a great experience themselves. So they take some courses, they become a coach, but that's not what you decided to do. You took your passion from that experience and did something a little bit different than what most of the physicians out there are doing. So tell us the doc working origin story. Okay. Well, to go back a little bit, just to give you a little bit of my background and kind of what led me to this place. Actually, it goes pretty far back. When I was a resident and took my first job out of residency, I signed a contract. It was a four-day work week, joining two other radiologists as an employed physician. It sounded great. Moved to this beautiful remote place. And when I got there, there were no other radiologists. They had not hired the other two. It became, within a few days, a seven-day work week. 
it was, you know, just kind of this relentless situation, which as a solo practitioner, the silver lining was I got feedback, you know, immediately on everything I called. And as a new radiologist, that was great. And the other physicians were great to work with. You know, if I called an appendicitis within a couple hours, I knew it was confirmed appendicitis, you know, it was actually extremely busy. So That was a problem for me because I had two young children and my husband wanted to spend time with them. And it was a real struggle. I felt basically like I was just a rope in a tug of war and, or even a rubber band just being stretched to the limit. It was exhausting. And in the first year that I was there, I managed to fix the most serious of the problems. I recruited two other radiologists, but the stress and the apprehension and everything that came with that kind of shock. And then that decision to just go with it and just do my best to keep up until we could get more people in, which took actually a year later that the next person started. Although we got someone remote partway through the year who was part-time. So anyway, Basically, what I found was that even though I left after two years, what I found was that although I was much more careful and I learned a lot about how to choose a position and how to be careful in that way and what was important to me, even though my job choices got better and I went from academics and then into private practice with the group that I'm still with now, the sort of stress and the apprehension stayed with me. And I was aware of that and I wanted to figure out better ways to balance my life and integrate, you know, my home life with work. But really the only thing I need to do is just stuff that down and just keep on working. And so that's what I did. And then while that was happening, I began to develop entrepreneurship as a creative outlet. And it was something that I wanted to teach my kids. They were by then elementary school, young middle school age. And then about 10 years exploring business startups and e-commerce and really just learning the hard way, listening to podcasts, reading books, trying and failing. And when that happened, I thought, well, this is a great thing to teach my kids too. They're watching me fail and that's okay because they're seeing me get back up and see that I'm okay. So that, you know, I kind of tried to use it as a life lesson uh, opportunity for them. I'm sorry, I I have to interrupt (laughs) here because this is what my wife and I talk about all the time in terms of what we want to teach our kids, like math, reading, social studies, science, right? They're going to get all that in school. They're going to get all that ad nauseum. They're going to learn plenty of that stuff. But what they're not going to get is the soft skills and the type of stuff that you and I both cover on our podcast and what you're getting at now, like starting a business, picking yourself up by your bootstrap. Like it's okay to fail. What did I learn from it? Like all of these important life lessons that they're not going to get at school, that they either have to get at home or the school of hard knocks or somewhere in between. I'm really feeling this right here. And it's very inspiring for me to hear this, right? Because it's also when you're doing these things, it's also time away from your kids. You're doing these things in addition to your full-time job, in addition to bringing up your children. But at the same time, it's also, it's for your children. And I love that. Yes, it is a double-edged sword (laughs) in that way. Although my kids were a little bit older than yours. And I was thinking about that with your podcast. I think it is a great example for your kids. And since my kids were a little bit older, I actually did a lot of the work with them around, you know, some of the time they probably wished I didn't because I would say like, be quiet for a few minutes and I would take the call. And I just thought they're learning from this and they don't know it right now, but actually they were great sports about it. So hopefully they'll take those lessons to heart. They certainly claim 
to have learned a lot from watching the experience. And I think they're still learning. They're young adults now. They're still watching. They're doing their own thing, of course. Do you get those, oh, mom, like I can just picture myself on a road trip putting on a podcast that has things for them to, and then just going, oh, dad, can't we just play our iPads or listen to music? Does it have to be another learning thing again? (laughs) Yes, it Uh, does. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What are some of those businesses? Actually, if you could tell us the brief version, because it sounds like there's a lot there. One of the first ones was actually Doc Working, which was initially a job board for physicians back in 2009. And because I was working after a couple of years, I actually gave that to a person who was on my team and said, take this and run with it. I hope that you can make this work because it was really just starting to take off. And we had a number of hospitals that had their jobs on it. And then he was also working a full-time job. And I found out later that he kind of let it basically shut it down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hold on to docworking.com because I'm going to do something with that. And so I held on to it and I waited And then, you know, I really got interested in e-commerce. And so I ended up creating a company that I gotten feedback from a number of people that are just people in my life who had disabilities or had a need to use a walker or a mobility device like a wheelchair. And they were saying, I'm looking for a really beautiful bag to use. And all I'm finding are these really ugly utilitarian bags. And so I decided to create a designer walker and mobility bag company. It's just a little boutique company. And I learned a lot about importing and exporting. And I've had them made in the US. I've had them very carefully chosen not-for-profit groups to collaborate with abroad that focus on developing training and jobs for people in small rural communities. So anyway, it's been a fabulous learning experience. And that company, Kels, Q-E-L-S-E, is out there. It's on mostly on Etsy. At this point, we do have a website as well. So that's just kind of a fun thing. At this point, I kind of count that as my four-hour workweek job, which is a lot of fun. It's not going to allow you to retire, but... Maybe someday, but definitely not anytime soon, no. But a lot to be learned. And actually, I saw that on your website, right? When I go to your website, I notice that there are recommended financial advisors and accountants and these things. We may decide to delete this from the episode, I'm not sure, but... Is there revenue generated when they get business off of your website? So first of all, I actually don't have Kels listed on my website. No, no. But on the Doc Working website, you do have some recommended financial advisors. I noticed Arvin Feldman, the medical legal, who I actually had on my show a couple of months ago, his is on there. So is there an affiliate link? Yes. From your e-commerce background, that's just like in your blood now. Yeah, absolutely. Someone like me is, my website's just a jumping off point for my podcast, but there are opportunities there for some passive income. And, you know, it's, you're putting your name out there. So you're not going to put someone else who, you know, is like an uncredible person, but it's still an opportunity for you. Yeah, that is the hope. Although actually the overhead is higher than I expected for this whole undertaking. And so really what I'm hoping is that it will begin to cover itself. Its own expenses. Yeah, and its overhead. So that's really my hope at the moment. But that is maybe in the long run, that will work out to be the case. 
I have really enjoyed reaching out and meeting people like Armin Feldman and some of the other people who are the trusted resources, including I have different categories there that I think are relevant. They're relevant to me and I hope they're relevant to other physicians where we move around so much. It's just nice to be able to come somewhere where we've already talked and gotten to know these people. We've either used them ourselves personally, or we have checked references. So we genuinely recommend them and we're careful about who goes there. And actually they're really excited and support the mission of doc working, uh, prioritizing physicians and physician wellness specifically. So what about doc working, right? Again, most physician coaches, or if they are believers in coaching, they become a coach themselves, but that's not what you did. So how did doc working, now we know the origin of the name doc working, right? But how did you decide for my next venture, what I'm going to do is be a interface, be a way for people to find coaches that I know are great coaches? Well, so what happened is while I was doing all of these business things, I was thinking maybe other physicians are interested in this. And I initially, I was thinking, I'm going to try to learn these skills and bring them to other physicians. And then I started looking for a platform where someone had that where someone had life coaching because I was interested in life coaching because I knew that I had already fixed what I could about this kind of stress and wariness I had about my work. And I couldn't really understand why I still had that, but I knew it had to be within me because I was working with a team. I really enjoyed working with, I still do. And that had to be coming from within. So I knew I needed life coaching and that could be a big help, but I wanted to go to a platform that had you know, side gigs. I was curious about trying different, you know, really financial independence is something else that inspires me that I think as physicians, we finish our residency often with so much debt that we're essentially modern day indentured servants. And then many of us have delayed gratification for so long by that point, we kind of jump right into this lifestyle that we really can't afford with the debt. And it just spirals and we're well known for not being great. And then I think it's the expectations that others put on us, right? They expect you to have the doctor car, the doctor house, whatever that means, live in the doctor neighborhood. And so it's, we're trying to live up to other people's expectations or rather other expectations justify our poor financial decisions. Yeah. And I think we also play into that by having our own misguided expectations and Not that you can't have that if you choose to, but I think it's really important to understand what choice you're making by choosing that, which, and I'm not saying that I've done the best job at that at all. I'm still learning. And that's part of the reason I wanted to create this platform. I'm learning to this day, and I know I will be indefinitely from life coaches and the other coaches on doc working. So that's really my motivation. I was looking for it. I wanted all of this to be at one place, and I just couldn't find that. And so ultimately, I just decided to create it. And when I did, when I made the decision to go forward with it, I reached out to two of the best life coaches, I think that are out there, Gabriella Dennery, MD and Jill Farmer, both of whom have extensive experience. And I really was reaching out to them to just get their feedback about this crazy idea that I had. And when I explained to them, what I was doing, each of them independently said, I'm in, like, count me in, let's do it. And so I introduced them to each other and everything just fell together. I felt like the planets kind of aligned to get the two of them 
And from there, we built a phenomenal coaching team and then just a small team behind the scenes that helps me figure it out on a day-to-day basis. And we started the podcast in February and it's been a really fun ride so far. So how do you get started on a business like that, right? So my other question now you've answered, I was going to say, how can you hire professional coaches without having an infrastructure already? But you just said it, right? I just talked to them and they said, that's a great idea. That's all it took. But then what do you do? Like how you started it from a website. You had the docworking.com. Where do you begin? Well, I began with a business coach, Yvonne Kielhorn, who was phenomenal to help me just get off the ground and really try to understand what I was saying that I was trying to create. She helped me to get the first iteration of the website up. So from there, basically, it's been a learning process for sure. And I'm still learning as Jill Farmer puts it, we're building the plane as we're flying it. The thing is that although the site and the concept is new. The coaches are so experienced and so phenomenal that really the content is there. When we started the podcast and we produced three episodes a week, it's because we have a lot to say. (laughs) I say we, it's really, you know, a lot of it is the coaches and their expertise trying to deliver useful information that people can walk, listen and walk away with something that they can put into action. I learn from them every week from my own podcast, but the other part of it that I'm involved in is just bringing in guests that I find interesting. And every physician that I've ever spoken with to me has an interesting story and an interesting life. And another thing that I found from talking, we spent this whole past year really listening to physicians and what they want. And ultimately that's what drove us to put together this program thrive that we've just launched. But In listening to physicians, what I found is that each of us, or at least for me, I had this experience of feeling isolated and alone. I didn't really want to tell anyone I was feeling that way because I didn't think anyone else was feeling that way. And the kind of shocking revelation to me is that every person I've talked with has said to me that they felt the same way. Even the people who are at the absolute top of their fields, you know, they have some reservations or maybe some imposter syndrome or some of these different things that are issues that we seem to grapple with as physicians. And that's when I realized that the community part of it is so essential to what I'm trying to create. It's not just a platform or some coaches where you can come and click and get a coach. It's really about creating a community of physicians in a package that includes the coaching component and the community. So it's much more of a whole physician just tell me how that community works. So when you join Doc Working, what do you get? This is not meant to be a, a plug for it, but I'm still, we're going to plug it. But I'm very interested to hear the whole dynamic. Okay. Yeah. So Doc Working thrives. So that's a subscription service that combines small group coaching with a coach facilitated physician only private Facebook community. There are virtual courses that you can take in your own time. You can do that on your own schedule. One thing that people told me repeatedly, multiple people said, I really need this, but I don't have time. (laughs) Like, how would I possibly fit it in? And so everything we designed, we tried to make in a way that no matter how crazy your schedule is, you can fit some part of it in. So like the Facebook community You can access that 24-7 and you can comment and interact with other physicians who are from all over the country and Canada so far. And 
you can do these courses. You can do 10 minutes here. Or if you're on call and you have a short break, you can do this one little video part and you can gradually work that in. And the idea hopefully is that as you start doing that, and maybe you can fit in the small group coaching session this month, and maybe you can't do it next month and that's okay. And the courses cover some really good core concepts that relate to life coaching and then also leadership and communication and their time management, stress management, all these different tools, mindfulness, and also visioning to help them begin to really sort out what their personal intentions and goals are and what their values are. And then they can begin to create their own path forward. And really the other idea is that there are a team of coaches here to support physicians in that every physician should participate because no matter where you are on the spectrum, you know, age-wise or where you are in your career, whether you're looking for moving to the top of your field or whether you're looking for getting through the week <laughs> and like how putting dinner on the table, there's parenting. The team really has a lot of depth to support people at all different levels. And what you might need this week might be different from what you're looking for a month from now or next year. And so the idea is that people are always growing and we're here to support each other. We want to build the community so that people have long-term friendships and mentorship, which I think physicians naturally are inclined to do. So that's what we're building and that's what we're offering. That's the gist of it. There are some other parts of it, but the idea is for people to come into it and then stay in it long-term, benefit from the coaching, benefit from the community, benefit from the relationships. This question, I hope still makes sense because you just described a whole huge gamut of things that are being covered. But for you personally, what have been some of the biggest takeaways from your coaching experience of having been coached? Well, that also was a major motivating factor for me in terms of the life coaching part of this program. Because what happened to me was that when I started working with coaches, you know, I knew, as I said before, I knew that I had some kind of deep seated issues that I was trying to sort out and I didn't understand. And as it took time for me to really understand the tools that they were giving me and trying to understand how to best use those. But once I began to really get an understanding of what they were showing me and use those to gain some insight into my own thinking and my own choices. It was really transformational for me. I basically had this mind shift that I did not anticipate. So when I first started working with coaches, my expectation was that I was going to leave medicine. That's really where I was. And the business, I think on some level, I was thinking, well, I'm going to probably segue into some kind of business and leave medicine. And as I started working with them and really understanding what's important to me, and it's more complex than that, of course, but basically I realized that I didn't want to leave medicine. I just needed to make everything work together and to create some boundaries. And basically there's a way to do it so that you can do the things that are important to you. And I was able to find a way to balance the medicine and the things that are most important to me, especially my family and time with them and making that a priority as well as the business. Well, that's a good segue into my next question because I still don't have a coach and I feel like I'm the only one. Therapist, yes, I have one of those. Coach, no. So convince me why I should have a coach. Well, I love that question. <laughs> that's a great question. First of all, of course, 
I'm sure it doesn't surprise you that I think that everyone on the planet could benefit from having a coach. But why physicians and why you would benefit from having a coach? First of all, if you think about it, elite athletes have coaches and they excel. And we know that star actors have coaches and top business people have coaches and coaching is used in the C-suite with great success. And what do physicians have in common with those three groups of people? We're high achievers. We're lifelong learners. We're driven. Exactly. We're driven and we want to continue to improve. And also we get ourselves trapped (laughs) in these ways that coaching can actually really help us to utilize tools to better use our skills and to better use our time, which we can't produce more time. So however much time each of us is given, that's it. That's a finite resource. And I think physicians more than anyone I know value their time. And so I think for someone who's interested in improving their interpersonal relationships, improving their quality of life, working with whatever it is they choose to do in life, a sense of purpose, decreasing emotional exhaustion and symptoms of burnout. All of those things can be helped with coaching, including visioning and reaching career goals, whatever your career goals may be. Yeah. I like the idea of visioning. Like what do I even want? Like I could just continue seeing patients until I retire and that's it. But clearly given that I have this podcast, that's not enough for me. So what do I want? I have no idea. So you're saying like the visioning can help me figure that out, focus that, and then come up with a plan for getting there. Absolutely. And I think it's so easy to just kind of get in this pattern where you just don't think you just get up, you just go, you just, you know, do this overwhelming amount of work and do your best to help your patients. And then at the end of the day, you try to do everything you're supposed to do with all of your other commitments. And you want to have that quality time with your family and everything else. And you I think my personal experience and from talking with a lot of people, I think I'm not alone. We get in a position where we're neglecting ourselves. And it is a situation where it's, as they say on the airlines, put the mask on yourself first. Everyone's depending on you. And so if you don't take care of yourself, ultimately that doesn't serve anyone well. So I think taking that step back to realize I am a prior, you know, I have to prioritize my own well-being for the sake of everyone else, if I won't do it for myself, at least do it for everyone else, pause and make that a priority. And then, as you said, to really begin with coaching, coaches are basically like trusted, you know, trusted partners who can just help you. You're going to make your own decisions, but they're going to just maybe show you something that you're not seeing about yourself and help you to reframe things in a way that can be really useful. Okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting convinced. I was thinking that career coaching could be part of residency training, right? Like not three sessions a week for your entirety of a residency, but like having someone who's not part of the residency training program, who's just a business coach, a career coach, a life coach, or some, whatever that residency thinks would be most appropriate for their residents, or maybe the residents themselves can choose, but like, you know, a session, a semester, right? Just sit where are you now? Where are you going? What do you want? What do you like? Right? What would the overhead be for something like that within the grand scheme of residency training? And where do you think your residents could end up if you do that for them? Wouldn't that be amazing to have that type of insight? I think the fear might be because, you know, the goal of my experience, at least, is the goal in academics is to train 
physicians that go into academics. Your goal is to have all of your residents become department chairmen. That's success. That's the ideal. Academics, department chairman. Great. I think you could have them become leaders in other aspects of medicine, let them know there are other things out there and help them find their path. I just think it would be such a great thing for physicians that are that early in their training to start thinking in this direction. Yeah, you've brought up so many great points. And so first of all, the first thing that you said that caught my attention, well, in addition to the residency, and I'll talk about that in just a second, um, talking about residents in this program and why Thrive is actually designed to accommodate people at all stages, including residents in a really phenomenal way. But also you said outside of the program, and I think that's really key because that's something else that I feel, and I've heard it repeatedly from other people, we don't want to go to a program, a wellness person in our own hospital or in our own practice. Like we want some privacy. We want to share our experiences with other physicians, but not necessarily in a closed group of the physicians we work with. The reason that we all feel isolated is because we don't want to talk about these things. And obviously we don't have time to talk about it at work anyway. That's when we're seeing patients. There's no time we don't go stand around the water cooler. Like that's just not built into our day. Like we don't do that. So the reason why this is, you know, I think a phenomenal idea to include residents in this program is that number one, the idea is that we are trying to design it so that it's all stages of being a doctor from residency to even we have people post-retirement who actually, we have one person who just said to me recently, he retired early and he said, you know, if I had had doc working thrive, I might not have retired early (laughs) because it's just something that really, I think turned his head because he said, you know, I just never thought these kind of resources were out there. So anyway, though, if as a resident coming in, you'd have two huge advantages, one time is on your side. And so like, for those of us who are just figuring this out a little bit late, better late than never. There's no bad time to start making the best use of your time. But obviously the earlier, the better, that's like the best of all worlds. And also coming into a physician community, that's all specialties, people all over the country, the type of relationships that you can begin building. You can also see examples of people who are doing all kinds of interesting things. People who decided to go into pharma, people who have, like you said, the chairman of a department at a major Ivy League university, or maybe they're in private practice in a rural community in the Midwest, you know, so all different types of practices. And it's a real opportunity to be part of that community and to get a broad idea of what's out there. All right, program directors, those of you listening to the show, planted that seed. If you want word of mouth to spread about how awesome your program is, consider something like that. One other key thing about it, speaking of people wanting to be part of a program is that it does improve physician retention. It was designed with the idea because it's so expensive to lose a physician. And right now that's a big problem for a lot of places. And so the idea is that by providing this and outsourcing it to doc working, hopefully the physicians will be able to improve I guess the way I see it is they will have a program that they see their institution supporting them with. Yeah. There's your incentive. There's always got to follow the money. So there's your financial incentive. Physician retention saves you money. So get some coaches in there for your doctors. So where can people find the podcast and where can people find, you have webinars, you've got your coaches, you've got this community. Where can people find you? 
So you can find all of it at docworking.com, which is D-O-C-W-O-R-K-I-N-G.com. Our podcast is Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. And that is, we are on YouTube. We're also pretty much everywhere you get your podcast. So iTunes, Spotify, and about 10 other <laughs> podcast platforms. We're listening. So we want to know if you think that you'd be a good guest. We want to hear from you. If you have ideas of what you want to hear on the podcast, we want to hear that as well. So thank you for letting me talk about it. Absolutely. It's great. And of all the coaches, people who espouse coaching that I've had on the show, you've gotten me the closest to actually pulling the trigger on that. I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this right before we started talking. And what I would love to do, if you'd be willing, is invite you to come into Thrive, join the group. I would love to just do that for you and just invite you in and I'll send you a special ticket. <laughs> wow, thank you. Yeah, it would be phenomenal to have you. Thank you, wow. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I'll let all the listeners know how everything went. They can sign up too. You'll have to let me know as well. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> I love hearing you know, again, you know, it's available for as much or as little as you have time to use it at any given point. Can't wait to get started. So again, Jen Barna, thanks so much for your time. Docworking.com. Check out the website, check out the course, check out the community and the coaches and the podcast. Brad, it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a great show with Dr. Jen Barna of Docworking. But before we end, here's a quick reminder. If you want to boost efficiency across your practice and make staff scheduling easier, try the Deputy app. You can try this smart technology for free by going to drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy. That's drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy. That was Dr. Bradley Block at the Physician's Guide to Doctoring. He can be found at physiciansguidetodoctoring.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for a previous guest or have an idea for a future episode, send a comment on the webpage. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time on the Physician's Guide to Doctoring.